What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. One of the things that God has given each and every one of us to steward is talent or talents because we may have some multifaceted, multi-talented people in the room. And I, and I read a quote that, that really impacted me years ago that said, your talent is God's gift to you, but what you do with your gift is a gift back to God. The gifts that God gives you, the talents is a gift for you, but whatever you do with those talents is your gift right back to God. And the thing about talents is that it's, a talent is something that, that is innate, that is, that is built within you, within your DNA. You're born with a particular talent or talents. It gives you unique skills and abilities. Talent is set apart from knowledge because knowledge is something that you can retain and grow in and learn. But the thing about talent, it's something that you are already built with, that you are already born with. And while you strengthen and practice your talent, it's different from knowledge because it's something that is already within you. And the Bible teaches us that God gives us distinct talents, distinct abilities, and, and, and whenever we discover those talents and those abilities that God gives us, he wants us to use it his way for his glory. And when we do that, we will begin to experience a full life. Really, what my prayer for you is that you live what the scripture call in John chapter 10, the abundant life, not just living to be living and waking up just to go to work, eat dinner, and then go to sleep and wake up the next day to do the same thing and, and, and your life be monotonous and it be just a routine, but live a purposeful life. And when we begin to realize that, that God has given us talent so that we maximize, we discussed that last week, and when we begin to really analyze our time, then we begin to uh, step into a realm where we can discover the talents that God has given us to be able to use it. I have a couple scriptures that teaches us on the gifts and talents. Now, I'm going to use those words interchangeably between talents and gifts because essentially they are the same thing, the gifts that God gives you, the talents, and then not to be confused with what Scripture declares in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, spiritual gifts. So there, there, there are these three different sort of areas, um, and I don't want them to be confused. There are spiritual gifts that are given to you when you receive the Lord, when you give your life to Jesus. He gives each person a spiritual gift or multiple spiritual gifts, but that comes with uh, your belief in Jesus Christ and you're surrendering your life to Jesus. So those are spiritual gifts. But then, whether you're a believer or not, you can have talents and abilities and skills. So I'm speaking to gifts or talents that God has given you. And here it is. I, I want you to, to, to pay attention to the screen. I have these scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are, and do we have it there? For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepare in advance for us to do. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works with our talents and our gifts to do good works which he prepared in advance. In other words, before you were born, he had given you talents, abilities, skills. James chapter 1 verse 17, if we could go there on the screen, we're going to read these back to back. 
It says every good and perfect gift. Now this may be in the context uh, uh, of salvation. This may be in the context of, of spiritual gifts, but we can also use this and apply it to the context of talent and gifts that God gives us innately. Every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father, who is uh, the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And then let me give you this last one, First Peter, if we can have that up. Chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. This is what I really want you all to hone in. Really the whole message of what I want you to take with you is that your talents, your abilities, your skills, that you realize that God didn't give you those things so you can simply sit on your talents and abilities. That he didn't simply give you talents and abilities so that when you use those talents and abilities, you could point to yourself and say, look how good I am. Look how, look how wonderful I am. But instead, God wants you to use those things for his glory and for his kingdom. Here's the challenge about talents and abilities. The, the challenge is that most people think that talent is only the people that are in the forefront. Meaning, if you sing, those are the only people that are talented. If you preach, then that, that's the only person that is talented. If you're an entertainer, if you're an artist, if you're a celebrity, if you're at the forefront, then those are the only people that are talented. But can I tell you today, each person in this room has talents. I'm talking about you. You may not believe it today, but I want to encourage you today. I want to let you know you, you may not have discovered them, but you have a talent deep within you. In fact, do me the favor, look at somebody and tell them you're talented. Turn to the person beside you and tell them you're talented. And, and, and that may be public speaking, that may be writing, that may be networking, that may be decision making, that may be, see, some of y'all didn't believe it. When, when, let's do it again. Y'all have fun with that. T tell somebody else, say, you know what? You're talented. I don't know if you knew it, but you're talented. And when they say that to you, say, I believe that today. <laughs> Your talent may be critical thinking. Your talent may be math. Lord knows that's not my talent. <laughs> My wife is talented at math. She's, she's brilliant with that. Your talent may be research. It may be accounting. It may be graphics. It may be music. It may be arts. It may be drawing. It may be photography. It may be programming. You might have a great sense of humor. Y'all ever met somebody who thought they were funny but weren't really funny? They don't have that gift. <laughs> But your gift, you know, there are people that I meet that I'm talking about, they just naturally, everything they say and do is just hilarious. They have a gift, they have a talent. And some people would say, how can God use that? I want to encourage someone. God can use every bit of every little talent that you have. I don't know if it's video creation. I don't know if it's wisdom. I don't know if it's innovation. I don't know if you're a troubleshooter. I don't know if you have the ability to learn languages and you're great at that. I don't know if it's academics. I don't know if it's planning. I don't know if it's leadership. Can I keep on going. I, I don't know if it's time management. I don't know if it's raising money. I don't know if it's sales. I don't know if it's logistics. I don't know if it's social intelligence. Listen, I could keep going and going and going and going, but everybody in this room has a talent. It's a beautiful thing that God has trusted us with talents, with ability. Some of your talent is cooking. For the majority of us, that's not our talent. I don't know what your talent is today. 
And I could keep going on the different various talents that there are, but I want you to know that God wants to use every bit of your talent, every bit of your ability, and you may not be at the forefront because people, most times, the, the way society works is they only value the talent of people that are ahead, that are leading the way, that are in the front. But I, I don't want you to be mistaken. Every little bit that, uh, that, that God has given you, that God acknowledges, he sees that, and he puts that within you, even though people don't acknowledge it it still is a talent baby I want to let you know that whether whether you're moving chairs in this room whether you feel that it may be insignificant in God's eyes he's saying I've given you the heart of a servant I've given you the desire to serve even when people don't acknowledge you even when people don't look at your talent God is saying I look at every little bit of everything that you do with your talent and I want to encourage someone thank you all for giving me golf claps today praise the Lord <laughs> I want to let you know and encourage you today because somebody been saying, you know, I try to do things and, 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 and I, I feel talented in this area and I try to exercise it. I don't quite feel acknowledged, but I want to let you know, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, everything that you do, do it as if you're doing it for the Lord, not to do it simply to please men, not simply to gratify yourself, but everything that you do. So if you're cooking, saying I'm doing it for the glory of God, whether you're singing, say I'm doing it for the glory of God. Whether you're here and you're moving a speaker, say everything I do, I do it for the glory of God. Whether I'm preaching, I do it for the glory of God. Whether I'm hammering a nail, I'm doing it. I wish I had somebody in this place. Whether I'm burning the water pot, I'm doing it for the glory of God. Some of y'all be, some of y'all, some of y'all can't, y'all don't know the right proportion and ratio to make a good cereal. You know, praise the Lord. You know there's a right proportion, right? It's like the right amount of cereal, the right amount of milk. Y'all can't do it, praise the Lord. But it's all right. You don't have to be talented in the area. The beautiful thing is that we are a body and we are a family. And there may be areas where you may be deficient. You may be weak in that area. But the beautiful thing is that God connects us with people who are talented in that area. And God doesn't want us to view each other as competition or view each other as somebody to, to envy or to be jealous of. But we are, in fact, a body. And the whole purpose of it is that you bring your talent over here and I bring my talent over here and you bring what you can do even if it's a little bit over here and you sprinkle this person sprinkle a little bit over here and we're gonna make a good old gumbo a good old sancocho <laughs> but we do it together and everybody in this room has a talent the thing about it is that most people struggle because they feel that their talent is insignificant how can God use this this has no purpose this seems meaningless to me but every day you think about that thing that God has given you it's like a yearning it's like a passion it's like a, a fire within you that you can't shake it's something that you've had from when you were a little boy a little girl and and and, and it was a desire that you had and and and, and you and you try to shake it off over the years God has given you that thing and he wants you to, to realize that he does not want you to hide your talent. I find that that is, that is a, a, it's a shame and I, and I feel terrible and I feel sad when people, because they feel that they are insignificant, that they're not talented, they, they, they begin to hide their talent, but the scripture says, we don't have it, but just listen as I read it out loud. Matthew 5 verse 14, it says, you are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. In other words, if you are a light, your talent can be a light for somebody. 
And God does not want you to hide, hide that light because whatever it is that you yearn to do, whatever it is that you've had within you since you were born, whatever it is, how big or small it may be, God says, I want to use that because you can potentially bring people to my kingdom through your gifts and your talents. You can inspire someone through your gifts and your talents. You can uplift someone with your gifts and your talents. Pastor, my talent is Fortnite. Use it for the glory of God. I'm a, I love that in this church we have so many, so many, ta- so much talent in the room, whether it's music, whether it's photography, whether it's video. I have my brother that designs t-shirts, uh, uh, and, and I have people that they dance and they sing here, and, 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 and for far too long in the church, what, what, what the, the damage, what was done is said, okay, we can only use this skill set within a church. It can only be singing or preaching, and then anything outside that, we, we don't step outside of that. But God teaches us in the scripture that every bit of our personality, our heart, our experiences, he wants to use. We have people who has a clothing line here, and the beautiful thing is everything could be used for the glory of God. What talents do you have? What abilities do you have that you're not maximizing, that you're not stewarding? Because you will become very frustrated. Are you still here with me? You will become very frustrated whenever you don't do what you were created to do. Did you know that eagles can fly between 75 and 125 miles a day? Elephants can roam 50 miles a day. But if you cage those animals up, they will become stifled, suffocated, or trapped. In the same way within our DNA, God created us that if we do not, we do not maximize those talents, we will become stifled, suffocated, and feel trapped. So often we struggle in life every day doing the same thing because we haven't tapped into that ability and so we feel stifled, suffocated, and trapped. But I'm declaring that in this church, no one will feel stifled, suffocated, or trapped. In fact, in the name of Jesus, I declare everybody in this room, you will not live your life stifled, suffocated, or trapped. I come against everything in your life that wants to stifle you, suffocate you, or trap you. I don't care what it is, whether it's your mindset, whether it's your friendships, whether it's your relationship. I'm declaring that you will live your life with purpose, with purpose, on purpose, and you will live a life with passion. But how do we do that? How do we live that life? I'm so glad that I asked. There's five steps I want to give you today that I want you to write down if you're taking notes. Five steps that we can take as a church, that we can take as a family, that we can take as believers. And I'm speaking, uh, and some things I'm gonna speak to everybody in the room, some things I wanna just speak to the believers. And if you're not a believer, haven't given your life to Christ, it don't matter, because you don't have to believe to belong. You're here with purpose. And so I just wanna give you, because there may be some stuff that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna speak to you. So, but I wanna make sure that everybody uh, receives from today. And so the first, there are five steps that I wanna share with you that I believe will help you to steward your talent and your abilities and the first thing that I want you to write down is in order for me to steward my talent and my ability the first thing I must do is dedicate my life 
I must dedicate. And that word dedicate is very intentional in the way that God gave me that you must dedicate. And really what I'll be sharing in these five points is out of Romans chapter 12. Uh, Romans chapter 12, there's some key verses there that we don't have on the screen. I'll just be reading them to you. So you just listen intently, write it down, Romans 12. So during the week, because I have some people that read the Bible during the week. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I got six. Praise the Lord. I want you to read Romans chapter 12. I'm going to be working through these verses. I'm really extracting from this. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I urge you to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, the first thing that you must do in order to steward your gifts, the gifts that God has given you, you must dedicate your life. I must dedicate my life. In other words, in order for us to tap in and discover what it is that God put in us, we have to go back to Him and surrender our lives to Him. Can I, be, can I be totally honest with you all? I am not a, I'm not a handy man at all. That's not my talent. If y'all been around me long enough, y'all know I'll pay hundreds of dollars instead of, instead of putting some things together in my house. I, or I'll call my brother Mario Ruiz. Where is he? I love you, brother. That, that's his, he looks, see, look at him. Look how handy he is. See, that, that's this brother's talent. And I know some of you all, I, just, I don't want y'all to judge me. I'm just being honest. That's not my talent. I'm not a handy man. I'm a preacher. I like reading the Bible. But one thing that I have learned whenever I had to, you know, be handy at all around the house is that uh, you ever go to one of those stores in Ikea or one of those, you know, like go to Walmart, Target, and you, and you get yourself some furniture, but you got to build it yourself? How many enjoy building it, by the way? Yeah, I usually... I want to throw my shoe at you, Walter. <laughs> I don't. Uh, anybody like? Can I? Just, I just want to know if there's somebody like me. You actually get anxious and you get anxiety with that stuff. Okay, thank you, brother. All right, thank you, brother. All right, All right. I got I got some people that are with me, so I get anxious. But you know, I've had to do it throughout the years. You know, I got got two kids now, my wife, and and whatever she says goes. She says I need this done. And then, yes, ma'am. So, we, so I've had to buy stuff. And the thing is that I've learned is that every one of those pieces of furniture come with a manual. Because you ever try to do it without the manual? <laughs> and as handy as you think you are, I've seen some people, just, I, I don't need the mat, and you are, and you struggling, and you trying to put it together, and you're, just, you're trying to fit somewhere it's not supposed to go. And I've seen some people, because they just feel like they know it all. They're like, they, I'm handy. I know how this thing works. And, and, and you're just looking over them like, here's the manual. <laughs> I'm just going to put it right there. Like, Come on, I'm going to need that thing. The thing about a manual is that it helps you understand what was the creator or the, uh, or the person who invented it. What was their original intent when they created it? And when you don't go back to the source... And when you don't go back to the creator to find out what the original intent was, 
was for that particular piece of furniture, you will often become very frustrated because you're trying to do something that you were not supposed to do and go ways that you were not supposed to go. Get in relationships. I'm speaking to somebody that you weren't supposed to go in because it was never meant for you. It was never intended for you. And, and get into callings and get into ministries and get into positions at your job that you were never, because that was not the original intent for you. That wasn't, that wasn't meant for you. And so therefore, in order for us to discover what it is, is that God wants for us, we have to go back to Him because He is the Creator. He is the source. So how do I dedicate my life? Dedicating your life is every part of you, mind, emotions, will, intellect, your body, everything that you are. Say, God, here I am. I am surrendered to you. God, here I am. I want you to teach me, to guide me, and, and tell me what is my intent? What is my purpose? What is, what is it that I'm meant to do? What is it that I'm called to do? I feel these desires, and I have these abilities, but how can I tap into that, God? My, here, here is my life because you know me best. I know you may feel, and you know, parents, we feel like, you know, we know our children best and, and your spouses may feel like, you know, we know each other best, but reality is there's a nobody knows us like God. Ain't that a beautiful thing that nobody knows us like God and nobody loves us like God? That means with your flaws and all, with your issues, with your brokenness, with your mistakes, with everything that you've done wrong, still God says, I love you and I've created you with purpose. And so when you realize that he created you, loved you, wonderfully made, and so then you go back to him and say, God, here is my life. Teach me what steps I should take. The creator will always grant you. God of the universe, omnipotent, mighty, Jesus will always answer that prayer. What is my purpose? He will always answer that prayer. And so in order for us to discover and steward our talents, we have to dedicate our lives to him. You know, I never imagined, I never imagined, I never forget it. It was 2012. Uh, 2012 and I had the great privilege for the first time ever to speak at that point it was the largest crowd that I had ever spoken to it was uh, uh, it was it was around 1500 students at that time that was the largest crowd I've ever spoken to 1500 students in a school and I'm in the front and as I'm getting ready to go up to the to the platform I just I just kind of glance back and I see an auditorium that's filled to capacity. And the crazy thing is that in that moment, I began to reflect just in a, in a brief moment before I went up to the platform. I wasn't preaching. I wasn't, I wasn't, doing, I wasn't doing a message. It, I was just sharing my story and they had invited me to come speak to a group of young people. It, was, it wasn't necessarily ministry related. But the interesting thing is that Dedicating my life to Jesus got me into that room. How do you say that? When I was young, I never, I never, I never said, God, I want to be a pastor. I want to be preaching message. That wasn't it. But God had put that in me even before I was born. And so, and so I'm here living my life and doing me and doing what I want to do. But it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus when I was 15 years old 
that then he began to reveal these things about me, these abilities that I didn't quite know. I, I had inklings, but I didn't know that I had an ability to connect with people, to speak to people. I said, who in the world would listen to me when I was 15 years old? But God said, God will use you. You will begin to speak to people and you'll begin to minister. You'll, you'll start preaching. And the thing is, it started in ministry, but I, even outside of the context of church and ministry, God allowed me to start doing the same thing I was doing in the church outside of the church. I, I want you all to catch this. I hope that, that you're still with me here today. In other words, when I surrendered my life, God began to order my steps so that I would be in that room speaking to 1,500 young people. Now, if you were to just dedicate your life now, what can God do with that talent and that ability? It may not be speaking to 1,500 people. Even if you impact one person, that is more than enough. You don't have... You don't have to... It doesn't have to be multitude, even if it's you, it, you impact one person, but it's, it's often, it, that often begins when you surrender your life and you dedicate, and then God begins to order your step, and did that, see, giving my life to Jesus, then I started teaching children, and then once I started teaching children, that led me to start teaching young people, and then I became from being a youth pastor to being an associate pastor, and then from being an associate pastor, then I became a senior pastor, but had I not surrendered at that phase, I would not be where I'm at now. Now, if you surrender now, what are the phases, stages, and seasons that God can put you through so you can begin to be fruitful and make impact with your talent and your abilities? Let me give you the second thing. The second thing is that we must eliminate competing distractions. First, we dedicate. The second thing is we eliminate. In order for us to steward the talents and gifts that God has given us, we've got to eliminate competing distractions. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 12, it said, do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you've got to start eliminating some things in order for you to really focus and concentrate on what it is that God has put within you. Can I throw something at you that you will write down? Can I throw something at you and you'll catch it? Let me know if you'll catch it. Let me know if you'll catch it. You ready to catch it? Okay, here it is. The key, I've heard this years ago from a, a great pastor and, and, and impacted me. Get ready to catch it. Here it is. Uh, the key to concentration is elimination. The key to concentration is elimination. You know that in order for you to focus on something, you have to get rid of distractions, right? And we began talking about time management, so hopefully by now you started to cut some things off that were affecting your time, right? The reason we're doing that is that you've got to start eliminating the clutter. You've got to start eliminating the things that are not bringing uh, fruitfulness into your life, that is not benefiting you, that is not uplifting you. In order for you to concentrate on something, you have to first eliminate something. What I mean by that is, I I'll never forget, who, the person who taught me this best was my wife. I used to work, like if I'm working from home, I used to work in, a, in, in just like a mess around the room. And my wife taught me this lesson early on. I would see her every time I would want to start working, she would start folding stuff. And I'm like, listen, I, you don't have to do that now. And she says, I can't focus and I can't concentrate when there's clutter around. And, and some people are not tapped into their gifts and their abilities and what God has given you to do because you have competing distractions. 
You have, you, have, you have people pulling you here. You have opinions pulling you here. And you have, so, so everything is getting in the way of what God has placed within you. And you're trying to concentrate. You're trying to, li- you're trying to focus on something. But you first have to eliminate some stuff. It says present your body as a living sacrifice. It says be transformed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, the clutter in your mind, the things that are affecting you from concentrating, from tapping into what God has given you, you must eliminate. I just want you to reflect for a moment. What are the things that are competing from you developing, strengthening that talent that God has given you? That ability that he's put within you, you know what it is and you started a little bit, but you haven't strengthened that area. You haven't focused on that area because there are some competing distractions. And so God wants us to realize that the key to concentration today is elimination. Let me give you this third thing because I'm rushing through these. I hope this is helping somebody today. Is this helping anybody? All right. Let me give you this third thing. We've got to evaluate. First we dedicate, then we eliminate, and then we evaluate. Evaluate my strengths. What are my strengths? Verse 3, don't cherish exaggerated ideas of yourself, of your importance, but try to have a sane estimate of your capabilities by the light of the faith that God has given you. How do I evaluate, Pastor? The way that you evaluate is saying with your talent, you've got to evaluate and say, am I maximizing and really giving all my all into this particular talent, into this gift that God has given me? What is the evaluation you have to make? Are you really, I'm talking about, see some people, you you begin to justify yourself. I'm doing just enough and that's okay. But can I tell you just enough isn't enough. God wants us to measure us up against his standard, which is the standard of excellence, which is the standard of saying, you know what, if I was here in this place before, I want to, I want to be able to pour more into this talent because I want to give God my best. I want to encourage someone who's been giving God their best because sometimes, oftentimes, you're giving God your best and, and other people may not acknowledge it or see it, but if in your heart you know you're giving God your best, I want to let you know that God honors when you give him your best. See, you never get anywhere in this is a life of principle. This is a principle of life, rather, that you get out of something what you put into it. You only reap out of something what you sow into it. And so if you're only mediocre and you're saying, I'm just doing uh, uh, enough at school, then guess what? Your grades are going to be what? They're going to be just enough. They're going to be average. Hello, I'm talking to the students. I started to lose y'all. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, but God's standard is that when you evaluate, say, uh, you know what? I've always been a C student, but this year I want to push to be a B student. I want to push to be an A student. I want to be on the honor roll. Why? Because when people start seeing those talents and those abilities, you will begin to inspire others around you. If you've been doing the minimum at your job, I'm speaking to somebody in this place, I want to challenge you to leave and give the best that you have. Because when people start to ask you, what is it that pushes you? What is it that motivates you? You'll be able to say, it's God that gives me the motivation. It's God that pushes me. And I want to give him my best. Pastor. It's only certain amount of people. Why do you preach like there's a big old crowd? You spitting and screaming like we got a big old crowd. Why? Because every week that I come into this room, I want to give God my best. You may come here for a mediocre preaching, but I'm not going to give you no mediocre preaching. Why? Because I value the time God has given me. I value the talent that he's given me. So every week, I'm praying every week. I'm studying every day. Every week, say, God, give me a word for your people. Why? Because I want to give them and you my best. (laughs) 
You only get out of something what you put into it. You only reap out of something what you sow into it. You only get out of your marriage what you put into it. You only get out of your family relationship what you put into it. You only put get out of what the excellence within, within yourself. You only get out of it if you put back into yourself. If you're a singer and you're not practicing, then I don't want to hear you talking about you want to you be singing all over the world. You got to be practicing. If you're a musician, don't tell me you want to be playing up here on Sunday when you're not practicing. Practice, practice. That's an Allen Iverson line for those that sports heads. Practice. You know that word? <laughs> Talking about practice? Yes, practice. Because practice is as important as the game. If you're not stewarding and giving your talents, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm hoping I'm helping somebody in this place. If you're not able to take care of a person's business currently as an employee, then what will make you a good employer? Let me go to let me go to point 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 four point four. <laughs> I love you all. I love you. I just want to because y'all look like y'all want to jump me. I said it last week. It's all good. I got a couple goons in the building. Let me give this fourth point and let me, I'll move forward. Step four, cooperate with other believers. So first you dedicate, then you eliminate, then you evaluate, and now you cooperate. Bible says, verse five, Romans 12, just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, we are many who form one body. Each member belongs to the other. The, 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 you will begin to discover and tap into your gift when you join it with the talents and abilities of another person. The point is that God wants us to realize is to ask each other and evaluate, how do we fit together? How can we work alongside each other? And when you begin to cooperate, don't hate, cooperate. Look at the person beside you and tell them, don't hate, don't hate, cooperate. <laughs> if you're in a marriage, bring your talents and, 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 and allow your spouse, your husband, your wife to bring in their talents. Don't stifle their talent. Don't suffocate their abilities. But when you see some talent in your spouse, if you see some talent in your children, don't deter them from it. Pour into that talent. When you see, I see talent in this place, and I want to see you all grow to your fullest potential and maximize the talents in this room. Why? Because God has brought us together to be a family, to be, to cooperate with one another, to see how we fit in. I am terrible with numbers and budgeting. My wife is phenomenal. So she pulls in her talents, and then I have my skill set, and I have my talent, and we bring it together. Why? Because when we do that, we are going to maximize our talents, abilities, and what God wants us to do. Because everything that we do should be unto the glory of God. Everything that we do, should say, we should say, am I giving my best? Because I want to glorify God with this. Cooperate with other believers. Don't look down on other believers that don't have your talent. Don't talk down on people that may not do the same thing you do. You may be the eye, another person may be the foot. Foot may be stinky, it's still a foot, you need it. <laughs> you may be the hand, and you may be missing a finger, but praise the Lord, we can use that. Because if you're missing a finger in your hand, I might be the right hand and I, have, and I have mine and we can come together and we can do something together. 
We can cooperate with one another, not talk down on each other, not look at who's inferior, who's superior. Is pastor the most important? No, 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 that's not what it's about. It's about how can we together work to pull the best out of ourselves so that God can use us and we can give him glory with our talents and abilities. Let me give you this last thing. The last thing is activate. So we said dedicate, we said eliminate, we said evaluate, we said cooperate. The last one is activate. How do I steward those gifts? They may be lying dormant. They may be stifled. They may be, you may be a little rusty. You've got to activate or reactivate. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, we have different gifts according to the grace of God given us. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, contributing, leadership, showing mercy, on, on and on. And then, but the point is that in order for you to steward it, you've got to activate it or reactivate it. Some people, you've been sitting on your gifts and you've let everything distract you from you, what you know God has given you. And, and so God wants you today to not leave with those gifts inside of you hidden, to not leave with those things unused, but God wants you to tap into those things. And how do you activate it? By asking His Holy Spirit, asking His Holy Spirit to activate those gifts within you. You asking the Holy Spirit, God, these are my abilities, and, and I know I haven't been using them, but God, activate, stir those gifts within me. That is my prayer constantly, because every week, even though I'm using my talents and abilities, I ask God, God, stir those gifts within me, because there may be some things that I'm not, I'm not really using, or there may be some areas that I'm not maximizing. God, stir, provoke those gifts within me. God, activate the fire within me to use those gifts that you put within me you know back in the day uh there was they still have it around but but i'm talking about the original super mario y'all remember that anybody remember the original super mario show of hands how many of y'all remember that was one of my favorite games growing up i'm not talking about the new one i'm talking about the old school one super nintendo anybody had the super Nin super nintendo sega genesis when i was dead broke anyways i diverged let me get back to it, that, that was one of my favorite games. I never had a gaming console, but it was my uncle's. And any time that, that, that I would get on that thing, I would, I would get on Super Mario. I loved it. There was, y'all remember the, the little super mushroom or the power up mushroom? And whenever, and whenever it would, you know, you would have Mario jump and he just grabbed one of those things, what would happen? <laughs> he didn't become a different person. He just tapped into some power source and what was small began to grow. And so it is with the Spirit of God that we tap into that power source. How do I tap into that power source? Whenever you pray, you're tapping into power, the power of God. Whenever you praise and worship, you're not, do you know you're not just wasting words and singing songs just to sing them? Every time what that's doing to you is like a power up source. It's like the, that power mushroom. What it does is it's strengthening within you the, ability, the abilities, the talents that is within you. It's strengthening and he's not making you a different person. What he is is he is transforming the person you already are because God wants to use you. God wants you to realize that you have value. Pastor, I'm not as good looking as my neighbor. It don't matter, God can still use you. I'm not as, as smart as my neighbor. It don't matter, God can still use you with whatever, whatever knowledge that you have. I'm not as skilled or I, I don't have the qualification. It don't matter, God can still, God, I, want, I, want, I want you to leave this place knowing that you have value. There's a story in Matthew 
that talks about a man that owned property. And I'm closing with this. There was a man that owned property. And it's in Matthew 25. And it's, the Bible talks about this man that owned property. He got three, three servants. And he gave them each different amount of talents. He gave five talents to one. He gave two talents to another. And he gave one talent to another man. Now, talent in that, in that particular time, talent meant it was something monetary, a talent, that was worth 6,000 days of wages. Approximately, if you convert that into, scholars say convert that into our, our, our currency, it's around $250,000. So, so if you times 250,000, five to one person, two to another, one to another individual. The Bible says that he gave him, and he said, listen, here are some talents, and I want you to use them at your discretion. I want you to do with him what you will, but I want you to take care of my property. He comes back to his property, and he goes to the one that he had given five talents to, and he asked what he did with the five talents. And the man, you know what he did? He had invested it, and he got five back, so now he had ten talents. And so he tells him, well done my good and faithful servant. He goes to the other man that he gave two talents to. He said, what did you do with my talents? And that man had converted it. He had flipped it. He was a hustler. He said, I'm going to sow this. I'm going to invest it. And then he had two back. So now he had four. And so he said, what did you do with it? He said, I have four talents now. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. He goes to the one that he had given one talent to. He said, what did you do with it? He said, I, I have one. And he called him a wicked servant. Why did he call him a wicked servant? Because the man said, you know what? I was scared that you would get upset if I did anything with it. So what I did is I dug the talent. I hid it. He said, aren't you happy? I'll get, you gave me one, I gave you one back. No, no, no. See, God doesn't want, he doesn't give you the one so that you can just say, well, here's the minimum. He's seeing if you're maximizing it. If you're using it, if you're investing it, if you're using it to make an impact in somebody's life, your talent is not just for you, your talent is for other people so that God can use you to bless other people, so God can use you to encourage other people. Do I have anybody in this place that will say, I'm not going to sit on my talent, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to use my talent. Is there anybody in this room that will say, I'm going to use my abilities for the glory of God? Any of you, any of you. Come on, come on. There's some power to that. I know we didn't practice it. Look, right on the corner. Right on the corner. Right there. There's a, there's a hammer and a power drill. Amen. See? Praise the Lord. Here we go. I told you I'm not handy, but I've had the, I, I at least know how to use these. This has an intent and a purpose. This has an intent and a purpose. And if you try to reverse the intent and the purpose, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be frustrated. You can hammer stuff in. Would you ever try to hammer something in with this? I mean, you could, right? You start just hitting something, but it's, it's not gonna come out right. You can, if you try to take a nail out of something, you, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm, I bet you can do it. You're so talented. Take a nail out. I mean, I couldn't. 
because it's just, it's not meant for that. But if you have a nail that you have to hammer in, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use this. I would, I would use this. What I want to get at is, I don't know what it is that you can do. But if someone has a different function, don't look down on that person. Don't talk about that person because they can't do what you do. Say, how can we work alongside each other? If marriages, if you're, if you're looking at, if becoming frustrated wife because your husband can't do what you do, which is a lot of things, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> but don't get frustrated because we have our strengths. But are you speaking to the strengths that I have within me? Am I speaking to the strengths that you have within you? There are all types of talents and abilities, all different functions, but we can use them all. The question is, what will you do with the talent that God gave you? What will you do with it? And I want you to reflect on that. What will you do with it? Just let time pass by. We talked about time last week. It's not my time yet. I, I'm not good enough yet. And God is saying, don't wait on me, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> I'm waiting till I get to a certain status for me to start using my talent. I gotta, I gotta get some stuff under my belt for me to use that. No, God is saying, the time is now. The time is now. And the beautiful thing is that we have an opportunity, such an opportunity here in this ministry for you to say, God, here are my talents. Here are my abilities. I don't want to waste them because I've wasted them far too long. I want to give you my talents. I want to use what you've given me, not just sit on it, because while I'm just sitting, while, while I dig it, it's not making an impact. But if I, if I use it, it will maximize, it will inspire, it will uplift others. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also, make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at myhopecenter. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless